folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. Hey, Jeff Dornick here. Wanted to let you know about our first book that we published called Social Injustice. We brought together 12 different authors, each tackling a different aspect of social justice and comparing everything with scripture. Whether you want to know more about white privilege, income inequality, LGBTQ issues, illegal immigration, or even just the history of the movement, this book is for you. With authors such as Dr. Andy Woods, Brandon Howes, Thomas Littleton, Dr. Mike Spaulding, Pastor Ken Peters, and all of the GK guys, this is definitely a must-have for your reading list. We are also honored to have the great conservative voice Michael Massey write the foreword to this book. Head on over to gatekeepersonline.com store to order your copy of the book and use code Jeff at checkout for 10% off. That's gatekeepersonline.com store and use the code Jeff at checkout. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome to uh, this episode of Freedom One on One with me, Jeff Dornick. Uh, you know, this this show is one where literally we just have a bunch of conversations, uh, always around uh, you know either you know politics or even some religion. Uh, getting into culture, you know, whatever that might be. I'm always taking everything from a more conservative approach, uh, but we just kind of see where the conversation leads. Um, oftentimes, uh, you know, I'll agree with the guests. Other times we disagree, but that's the fun part about this show. Uh, before we get started and I bring on the guest, I wanted to let you guys know to mark your calendars for July 15th. That's going to be the next edition of the Saving America Conference. Uh, this is gonna be our first one that's gonna be actually happening on a Wednesday. So it's gonna be during the middle of the week. It's hosted by the American Conservative Movement. We've had some awesome, awesome speakers, people like Burgess Owens, Michael Massey, Pastor Greg Locke. We've had uh, Mindy Robinson, Michael Johns, who's the co-founder of the Tea Party, just a lot of great conservative voices. So you're definitely not going to want to miss this next one. We're uh, going to be guaranteeing we're going to have some awesome, awesome speakers that you guys are not going to want to miss. So again, mark your calendars. July 15th, we'll be going in the evening and live streaming on Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, really excited about today's guest. We're bringing on uh, Dr. Etienne Graves. Um, I've had him on my other show, Conversations with Jeff, but uh, welcome to Freedom, Freedom 101. and glad we could uh, sit down and have a conversation. Thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be on. Great to talk to you again. Of course, of course. And, you know, and I feel like there's always, there's so much going on, and I feel like with the news cycle, it's turning over like, you know, the 24 hour news cycle used to be like a 30 day news cycle. And it's just it's crazy, you know, how quickly everything's going. But I think, you know, right now we're, you know, we're coming out of coronavirus, hopefully, although out here in California, we're kind of heading back. Um, but, you know, and then we've got the, the Black Lives Matter, you know, just craziness that's going on. Just what what's your overall feel for just everything that's going on? It just seems like there's mass chaos. But what's your kind of main feeling for the, the main thrust of what's going on in our, in our society? Well, everything seems planned. Nothing seems to happen by accident, even with the whole George Floyd the murder and how everyone just decided to riot. Um, honestly, um, black men have been getting killed for years. What made this one any different or made this one um, the reason why they had to go out and riot? I think it was planned and the Black Lives Matter movement was ready to take effect. And even the Black Lives Matter's founders admitted that their goal is to get Trump out of office. 
So when they say something like that, it makes me wonder about the whole George Floyd thing, about the COVID. It makes me wonder about the validity of it because if their goal was to get him out of office, then I thought the goal was supposed to be Black Lives Matter. But that's out of their own. And they, they said they're, they're trained Marxists. That's what they say. So the goal is to break up the family, to get him out the office. Um, the founders are three women who are against males, against male relationships, against male and female um, marriage. They're for abortion. They're um, against everything that most conservatives stands for. So and many people knew what the Black Lives Matter founders were for. Maybe they wouldn't be so quick to join with them and march with them. Yeah, and, th and th that seems to be the interesting thing for me is that I, I and I think what coming out of this whole George Floyd situation, it's one of those things that it should have been this unifying thing across all Americans. Because, you know, the thing is, is that I, I believe both conservatives and liberals, everybody believes that every single life matters as long as you're like, you know, alive, pretty much. I mean, you know, like nobody's saying that black lives don't matter. But the, the problem becomes the organization Black Lives Matter. And, and, and you know, like you were saying, they're, they're admitted Marxists. And it, that's something that nobody really talks about. Why do you think nobody's actually talking about this? Hey, this is Jeff Dornick, co-founder of the American Conservative Movement. We are an organization seeking to unify conservatives across this great country to defend our constitutional rights that are being systematically stripped away by our authoritarian government. Please visit AmericanConservativeMovement.com and join the thousands of conservatives across this country who have signed up for our email list. Let's take back our country. Um, I think because they're um, riding off emotion. Um, they were already pent up and angry by having to be um, locked down in the house. So when this happened, they were already ready to go out and protest, even though there was COVID was still, you know, active. But you see them out gathering in large numbers without masks. It seemed to be okay. And then, of course, it's like it's planned. What's going to happen next is going to be a spread of COVID. So that's, it seems like it was all all planned. One thing to it's, they have a calculated plan to try to get Trump not to, to keep him from being reelected. And I think they have a plan after he gets reelected. But everything that they try seems to fail. And if people who are still part of the Democratic Party could open their eyes and see what's going on, how we're just collateral damage, then maybe they can change things when they go vote. Yeah, yeah, I know absolutely, and and I and I think that you know one of the other you know one of the things that keeps coming out right now, uh, in in the in the mainstream conversation is the idea of systemic oppression and systemic racism, and you know and it started out with specifically with the within the police force, but then now it seems to have branched out into every single aspect of life that this is in place. What what's your assessment on, you know, on systemic, you know, racism? Do you feel like it's a thing? Like, do you feel like it's being overblown, underblown even? Like, what's your take on that? Um, I think it is a, a thing. It's been existing for a long time um, to take a non-biblical uh, approach to this, uh, because, of course, uh, my belief is we're all of one blood. But um, I would be a, a fool not to acknowledge that it, it exists, but um, to the extent that um, they make it seem like it happens. If you look at the statistics, um, more white men are killed by police officers than black men. And then if, if black lives matter, then all black lives should matter. That includes the ones that are in the womb for abortion. That includes the ones who are being killed through gang action, the ones who are being killed through drugs. All black lives should matter, not just when they feel that someone from another race kills a black person. And that's where they're hypocritical, to, to say the least. And I, I see that even the Black Lives Matters on founders admit to pushing a black transgender uh, movement. That's the whole, they're slipping the transgender LGBTQ thing inside and mixing it in with the Black Lives Matter. And the people who are following the Black Lives Matter and, and pushing it don't even realize what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in, again, that's, that's a very interesting thing I, felt, I feel like about all of this is that you know, one of the things that it seems like the left is oftentimes doing is they're putting out a statement 
that should be unifying, but then it's like they're changing the definition, right? So like Black Lives Matter, that statement in and of itself, like I was kind of saying before, it should be this unifying thing that everybody should be able to agree with, but the problem then becomes, what do they actually mean by that? What's what, what's behind that actual phrasing? And then when you start looking at the Black Lives Matter website, you see like what they actually stand for. It's like, this is way beyond caring about black lives. This is now fundamentally changing our country and just, you know, the world in all reality. Yeah, and it seems that um, they're not just alone. They've had, they actually are joined with Antifa. They're working together with them. And of course, by the same funders, George Soros, of course, and um, it's like they're, they're, a, they're a group, you know, hand in hand, and they're working together trying to cause chaos and discord. It wasn't even about George Floyd. It wasn't even about Black Lives Matter. It's about causing chaos and discord. And I find it, I don't want to, you know, juxtapose to Trump just yet, but I guess we have to just say, I mean, I find it amazing how we're all Americans and no Democrats, um, no Americans that really appreciate Trump. They're not batting behind him. They're not, okay, what can we do as Americans? How can we get behind Trump? Everything that he does is wrong. Everything that he does is racist. Everything they, they have a problem with everything that he does. But then when you look back four years, um, six years ago with Obama in office, they had no problems with everything he done. He did, and Trump is having to undo all of that. He was the most divisive president ever. When things would happen, he would come out and make statements like Trayvon Martin is my son, and then on the other hand, he would call the rioters thugs. No one remembers that because it was um, Obama, but it wasn't Trump. And I think that's all. You know, it's it's all we're, we're just pawns in the game, you know, and for people to understand it, for them to release a virus to to, to you know, have people killed. And I mean, they don't care anything about us. They should be caring about the American people. But it's obviously they don't. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and what can, can you talk a little bit to, uh, you know, the the reason why. It seemed it seems like the the Democrats in general, or just well, not even not even just the Democrats, but the left and a lot of the establishment. It seems like they are they are pandering. Is that the right word to to the black community with a lot of these movements and like Black Lives Matter? And it's to push their narrative. Like it's it's like you're not allowed to have your own opinions. They're trying to put everybody in this box. You know, whether if you're a straight white a straight white male, you're supposed to think this way. If you're gay, you're supposed to think this way. If you're black, you're supposed to think this way. Like is is there is there beginning to be a pushback towards that or are people kind of, you know, being funneled into these different boxes right now? Um, I think that the Democrats are trying to see wherever they can get the votes to get Trump out. And I know that one of the specifically is they want to try to get the, the black vote. And by, you know, wearing the kente um, um, clothing and kneeling on one on one knee and making all these changes, you know, they're kind of, you know, joining together with the black, you know, the black. So hopefully they're hoping that when it's time for the election that they're going to join and, you know, vote Democrat with them and get Trump out of office. But if the black race really did some research, they would see how beneficial Trump has been in office to not just us, but, you know, to um, everyone. You know, they should, he's done more for the black race than any other president since Lincoln. You know, as far as I'm concerned, they just do the research before the whole COVID thing hit. And that's another thing where they had to attack the appointment. They had to attack that. Um, even with the whole, um, did you hear about the, the abortion decision with the Supreme Court recently? Uh, yeah, I, I, I believe so. Re refresh my memory uh, about that specific story. But I remember seeing the headline, I think. Yeah, in Louisiana, they had a, um, a case about abortion, about um, whether or not to um, allow it to be legal. And uh, uh, still, and it was a 5-4 vote in the Supreme Court to allow it to be legal. But um, people are upset because Brett Kavanaugh voted against it, which is, of course, why I'm sure Trump put him in office. But I guess they thought he was going to go vote forward. And, you know, that's another thing that should be obvious. Anytime a, a Democratic candidate or a political candidate wants to um, kill a, a baby that's nine months full, full term, how can that, I mean, just forget the religion part of it. That's just evil. And you can't logically and wholeheartedly side with um, a, a movement or a people like that because you're basically going in cahoots with it, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and, and I think and I think now, now that my memory's kind of refreshed a little bit, I think that that specific court case was dealing with 
uh, you know, in order to have an abortion or have an abortion clinic, uh, you have you have to have um, access to a hospital right, right there. And, and so right, and right. so basically the, the Supreme Court was being an activist court and they were saying like, you know, they were trying to overturn the law that was in Louisiana say, saying that you had to have access and they're trying to turn this into this constitutional thing. This is a major issue that we're dealing with with these activist judges, especially over the last couple of weeks. Yes, and they they're citing precedents, and if that's the case. They're never going to change it. And well, um, when Trump does get reelected, we're going to have to hope that he gets at least two more justices in there to kind of turn it over, because I do believe that Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. You know, in the next. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For five years, I do believe that, despite what they're trying to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the interesting thing is too, and you and you brought up Trump, you know, several several times, and I think that the interesting thing with with Trump and you know and we've seen this with Black Lives Matter we've seen this with coronavirus and all that kind of stuff but as how polarized um you know the American country is over somebody like Trump and it's really interesting how you've got people that support him you know will say like like you were saying he's the greatest president since uh Abraham Lincoln like the, you know a lot of people say that and then other people will literally compare him to Adolf Hitler like yes. there, there's yes. there's there's a lot of middle ground between those two, but it seems like that's the direction that we're going. Why do you think there's such a difference of view when it comes to somebody like President Trump? I think it's the mainstream media. They push the narrative. And um, when, when I talk to people and I ask them, well, why don't you like Trump? They'll give me all the reasons that they've heard the mainstream media say, which they have no proof of it. Oh, he's a racist. Well, what proof do you have? Well, the, I, I saw on the news. There we go. The news. They're, they're working with the Democrats. They're working to push the narrative. Now, they can push the narrative on the news, and they can change people's minds. And, of course, they are, because most people that have an opinion about him, is, is, their opinion is based on what they're told on the news as opposed to what he's done or his track record. And I think that's the, the biggest ally is the mainstream media. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, now have, you, have you always been more conservative, or was that something that, that you learned, or like, or was that more of something that you were raised with? No, no. Um, actually, um, um, just I know this is a secular, but secular show. But the Lord had op- He opened my eyes um, when Obama was first elected. Um, you know, I didn't. That's when I began to research and begin to see and begin my eyes begin to be open during his first term. And then the whole push with the transgender movement and the LGBT and that began to open my eyes. The whole thing with the Muslim. I mean, everything that begin to open my eyes and I get, begin to see and uh, study and see that more about, you know, because I used to be a Democrat. I did, but um, I did research and you you have to educate yourself in life. You can't go on and stay on the same thing. You have to educate and when you know better, you know, you do better. And when I found out better and now I see that um, it's, it's obvious now, it's clear to me, but I know there are people who are where I was at where, you know, it's going to probably take a little bit of time. Right, right. Well, you know, and that's been the interesting thing, too, about somebody like President Trump is it seems like there, there's there been a big push for, you know, Democrats leaving and coming over to the Republican Party. I haven't seen as much from the Republican to the Democratic Party. There's been a handful of big name people like Bill Kristol and, and some of these other people. Like, I think, uh, who was it the other day that just said that they were going to vote for Joe Biden? Uh, I don't know. I'm blanking on her, on her name. But the thing is, but the thing is that with with all of this, it seems like there is a push to become for more Democrats to come over to the Republican side. Why do you think that is, and why do you think Trump has kind of inspired a lot of that kind of stuff? I think because they need to control the the, the House and Congress. Basically, you know, they have to get. If, he's done um, amazing works with what he's has had against him. So if he can have you know everything in his favor and more you know on his side, I think it can be more effective. Um, if they can get the House and the Senate on their side, then I can. That it'll be easier for him to go through because most of the time when he when he says something or executes something, Congress or Senate will reject it and overturn it. And you know, Nancy Pelosi and she's the main one. I mean, somehow they can get the majority to overturn in, in, in that House. I think that 
that would be that would be the start. And there, and like you said, there are many Democrats that have seen they've changed. There, many of them, several of them, who are black, who have changed from being Democrat to Republican, and they have cited because of President Trump. That's just a fact. So I think if that keeps happening, um, is they they're in for a win. If people would just see what's going on, just the methodical pandemic that they continue. I mean, from the Russian hoax to the Ukraine, and then the COVID, and then the, the race wars is just constant yeah and it's evidence too so i just think it's just a matter of time yeah that's why the mainstream media is pushing so hard to keep um, people from changing their mind you know <laughs> yeah well you know it, it, the my my only concern is that especially especially with this with this black lives matter uh these riots and these protests and that sort of thing it seems like people are being People are being bullied to a certain degree, whether it's on social media or in the mainstream media or anything like that. It seems like they're being bullied into fully supporting Black Lives Matter. And and so then my concern is, are, are people that are going to be more moderate or in the middle or not as principled conservatives, are they going to be essentially bullied into not voting for President Trump simply because they don't want to be labeled as racist? So for me, I feel like that's one of my concerns heading into this, especially seeing how all of this is kind of playing out in the public light. That's a valid concern. I hadn't thought of it like that. That's That, that could very well be the case. Very, that's a good point. A good point, Jeff. Yeah, but um, um, even me as myself, I'm sure I'm going to catch black for you know not siding with Black Lives Matter. But you know, I know the truth, and I'm not going. I'm not going to choose to ignore the truth just because of the color of my skin. That doesn't. That shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter for anyone. And that's that's bullying people of my color into supporting Black Lives. Well, you're black. Even Joe Biden, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. He's trying to bully people into, you know, and even on the other side, well, if you don't support Black Lives Matter, then you only want white lives to matter. So you're right. It's a it's bullying on either either side. And who, it's going to be for those who are going to stand strong. But I believe it's going to have to take Black Lives Matter becoming fully exposed to the communist connection that they have with Antifa and that basically hidden Nazi, Nazi regime that they're <laughs> laying on the country yeah well well, let's let's talk about that a little bit so like with with black lives matter and we kind of like touched on it a little bit earlier but uh but i mean obviously their their end game is not just you know uh you know support supporting black lives and making sure that you know black lives aren't getting killed by the police and you know things like that it's way beyond that what do you feel like is is their actual end goal what are they actually trying to implement here i think they want to bring down um, the government, with like the, with the defunding of the of, of the police, they want to be their own government. They want to be their own government. Um, they're trying to shame uh, white people into giving up their property. They're trying to just turn the whole narrative and um, making it so that black people can have it easier because of all the oppression that they've you know suffered throughout the years. And once again, using guilt to cause that narrative to happen. And the end game, like I said, they they they, pro- they probably say is to get Trump out of office because they know that if he's in office, this plan that they have is not gonna it's not gonna work. It's not gonna um, come to fruition because he's not gonna allow them to go in and take over countries like Chad's in Seattle. You know, he's only standing back because he's allowing the mayor and the governor um, to look like fools. But for how long? You know, eventually he's gonna. You know, they try to they try to do that by Washington by the White House, but you see that <laughs> that didn't work. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and that, that's been the interesting thing uh, to me with how Trump has responded is, as well as, you know, because, you know, I've been I've been a conservative my whole life. And I remember as, you know, even even when I was in you know junior high and high school, I remember, you know, growing up, my mom was always listening to like Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and those people. And I remember even like, hearing at a young age, it's like, well, the president is overstepping his bounds and, you know, thinks himself as king and doing all this kind of stuff. But then the left, that's how they paint Trump now is that he's a dictator, he's, you know, whatever that might be. But then it seems like he's deferring to the states. He deferred to the states when it came to coronavirus. He deferred to the states now with um, with Black Lives Matter. And all of a sudden now everybody's like, well, come on, Trump, do something. And it's like, wait, but before he was overstepping his bounds, and now all of a sudden you want him to overstep his bounds, we need to make up our mind here. What do we actually want out of a president? <laughs> and, and I think that was a brilliant move by him to step back and let, you know, let them take care of it. You know, it's... And like I said, whatever he does is is wrong. Whatever, if he goes left, is wrong. If he goes right, is wrong. Nobody, he's not getting the support from everyone. Which, like I said, is that's not 
American. It's not patriotic. You know, this is our country. We should be supporting our president. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I think I, th- I think the, one of the other things, too, wh- when it comes to Black Lives Matter and, and a lot of these movements, it seems like it seems like there's always, uh, you know, when you follow the money and I haven't seen officially where the money's coming from when it comes to BLM or Antifa or things like that. But it seems like when you follow the money, you can it always traces back to some of these big name globalist uh, people like people like George Soros. And it seems like as soon as you mention somebody like Soros, you're automatically labeled a conspiracy theorist and all this kind of stuff. But it always seems to come back to somebody like Soros, somebody like Gates, some of these big name like multi-billionaires that are really trying to, it seems like, influence the direction of our country away from our from our American values. Do you have any like insight or, or ideas as to why this always seems to kind of go back towards them? Um, because they're pushing their plan, their plan for depopulation. You know, that's the whole thing with the vaccine, I believe. It's because personally, um, whether people have COVID or not, that vaccine will eventually kill them. He's pushing too hard for the vaccine. They're pushing too hard for the vaccine. I mean, whatever happened, what happened to the flu? Just a regular flu. Did it just disappear? It just vanished? Nobody could just have a regular flu anymore, a regular, a regular cough? And how does the COVID survive in 90, 100 degree heat? It's just mind boggling, you know? Um, so, I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the interesting thing about, about all of this uh, coronavirus stuff is, is it, it's, it, we know for a fact, even though nobody in the mainstream media is talking about it, but we know for a fact that the numbers are, are, are inflated. Uh, like when you actually you go look and you know and again I I never I never actually watch the news or I'll say rarely ever I always just try to go to the original source right so if you go to the CDC website you can actually go and see the actual statistics don't just look at what's on the homepage because that's the big number that they're pushing in the mainstream media but if you actually go and you look at the breakdown of the numbers it's only a very small percentage of the hundreds of thousands of people that they claim have had COVID-19 that have actually tested positive for it. And then there's a whole other column where the majority of the cases are that are they had COVID-like symptoms. So that would that would be that could be the flu, that could be pneumonia, that could be any of these other things. That's the majority, that's the bulk of the cases. So that's a really interesting thing that we have to remember is that we have to look beyond just the numbers that they're telling us. Uh, you know, they're not being completely transparent and honest with us. No, they're not. And even I just read today that um, Bill Gates predicts that in October and November, there's going to be a hike, you know, a spike in coronavirus cases of all, the most of all time. And see, the, but the thing with Bill Gates and George Soros is you can actually go online and link them to these organizations. You can link Bill Gates to being behind the vaccination, vaccines and funding them. You can link George Soros to funding Black Lives Matter, and you can link it. It's not like he's ashamed or he's, um, you know, trying to hide it. People just in their mind when they hear his name, just automatically think conspiracy theory because um, mainstream media, you know, once again. But he has an agenda. Him, Bill Gates, um, all of these big name billionaires are working together for this depopulation agenda, and obviously they are against Trump, and they're banding together to work against him too. So. Yeah. Well, what 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 is what is their end game? You know, and, and you know, and I know that I know that sometimes this can be a political, and sometimes this can be theological, and I'm totally fine with going either way on this. But ultimately, what what is their end game? Because I think that that's what people need to actually understand if we're going to get into what's the problem with these guys. I think it's 100 total, 100 total submission. They want submission. They want a people that's going to submit. Ergo, the masks. Um, they want, like also, like I said, depopulation. They're on record of stating that there's too many people on it. Why they should care, I don't know. But they're, they're on record of stating about vaccines, but they wouldn't give the vaccines to their children. They're on record of stating that, but they don't want, want to give it to us. Um, it's just an ultimate. They already have money and control and power, but I think they want people to submit, to submit, total submission to them. And when they have that, there's like a, some kind of uh, um, uh, an adrenaline for them, you know, to get that total submission from people. And it's never been like that on a global scale. I mean, like I said, I know this is a secular show, but there has to be something evil behind a person that wants to cause the people not only to submit, but to kill off part of the population. Yeah. That, it, that's the end game to me. That's what I can see. 
Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, is that it seems like, you know, for the longest time, whenever somebody used the word globalist, it was typically in relation to something that like somebody like Alex Jones said, or, you know, somebody that that's, you know, way out there. But I feel like the, the more that we're actually looking at this, you're like, okay, it's, it's. Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Naturals set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Seems like they're trying to dismantle our borders. They're trying to, you know, make it make this about, who, you know, WHO and the UN. They're tr- they're, it seems like they're doing everything they can to really push for this globalist agenda. And then it seems like then comes coronavirus. And then it comes all these organizations and fundraisers and rallies and stuff about global citizens and one world and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, I mean, Alex Jones is out there, but maybe he was onto something. <laughs> I mean, you have to be blind not to at least look into it and see it. I mean, there has to be something going on. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me. And then even the connection with, the, like you said, the the WHO and Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, they're all connected and have um, ties to Bill Gates. I'm just, I've always been intrigued for the last month or two. Why is he so concerned about people having to have a, get a vaccine? He's not a scientist. He's not a chemist. He's not even a doctor. Where does he get his expertise to tell us that we need to have a vaccine to avoid having a, a, a virus, which he helped to um, fund and probably create too? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, that 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 is definitely a, a crazy thing. And you know, I heard, I heard somebody say that um, you know Bill Gates couldn't keep us from getting a virus on, on his computer, so why do we expect him <laughs> to keep it keep it from uh, all of this? So um, wise, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think that, you know, that's one of the other interesting angles, too, when it comes to somebody like Trump, kind of bringing it back to him a little bit, is that he's been very distinct and very clear from his initial campaign of it's America first, and it was a very anti-globalist agenda. And when you start to look at that, you kind of understand, well, maybe this is why part of why he's getting so much blowback is because he, it seems like he's opposing the left's entire agenda completely and maybe that's why there's so much anger and polarization in the mainstream as well um i totally agree i found i found this interesting from some research that i um all of the, the presidents through the not counting trump through the 44 all 44 they have some kind of relation through bloodline some european relation but trump's bloodline is not connected to any of those presidents so that tells me that once again he stands out from them which would mean he would want to go against, you know, their plans and their um, actions, which would make them want to band together and come against him, especially if he's going to reveal secrets and expose, you know, people. We haven't even gotten to the underground arrests and the things we, we don't hear about because the mainstream media is not going to tell us. But there's a lot of things going on, you know, with the military and everything that we don't even we aren't even privy to right now. 
Yeah. Well, you know, talk talk about some of that kind of stuff. Like what like like it what is cuz again, we only see what the mainstream media talks about. And even even when you start getting into conservative news, it seems like conservative news is only reacting to what the mainstream media is talking about, but nobody's actually getting into what is he actually doing. So like what is what are some of those things that he's actually doing that maybe he's not getting credit for? Um, I believe like even with the presence of the military that that um was there are some reports, you know, you know, I can't substantiate them. They, they, they were used while you would see them, they were visible, but he was using them to make some arrests that we haven't heard about. Um, I'm not saying he's responsible for it, but just look at the whole thing with, with Hollywood. All of those actors and celebrities who um, mysteriously are against him, <laughs> most of them are canceled for 2020. Shows canceled, you know? Um, I don't know. I'm not saying he's directly responsible for that, but it's just strange how they they all have the same disdain for them. Then they're all they're all the ones who are getting exposed and having their shows canceled. Um, it's no mystery that over nine thousand CEOs have resigned since he's been in the office. How can that be a coincidence? Nine that's unheard of. So they had and and most of those CEOs were getting indicted. You can go online and see that. So. Why wasn't that happening during Obama's presidency or, or in other presidents? So there's things that, he, that that he's doing that we just, you know, we, we can't see. He's trying to get things done, you know, through, he tried to get more money for us people, but you saw how Pelosi and everybody, they blocked that. That's why I said he has to get the House back in the Republicans' favor because he's, he's going against the current yeah. in that yeah. government. Yeah, well, you know, and, and that's one of the things about about Trump too is that you know he campaigned on draining the swamp, and you know, there's been a lot of people like Ann Coulter and some of the other you know kind of mainstream you know conservative voices that have been like, well, why haven't you been draining the swamp? And you know, and it's one of those things too where it's like, well, if you were, would you be so open and vocal about it? Because to give them the heads up, I don't know if you'd necessarily do that. Um, but at this at the same time, it seems like. It may be, it may have been a lot deeper than he originally thought, is what I'm guessing too. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it is, and there also could be some strategy to it because uh, maybe he doesn't want to show his hand before he's reelected. Um, maybe as soon as he's reelected, he can go full steam ahead and you know do everything that he's been setting up for these last four years. Because, like you said, you know, I don't think he wants to show his hand right now, and you know there are people who you know love celebrities and love politicians and love policies and if he revealed what he's going to do before election then that will give them ammo to possibly you know keep him from being reelected. so um maybe even not after november but maybe right january 1st 2021 it's going to be that's going to be a, a, a wallet this has been a great a wallet of a year but 2021 is going to be a special special year yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, and you know, you mentioned you mentioned some like the celebrities and things like that as well. And, and it seems like there there's a lot of deep seated hatred for for somebody like Trump, even though five years ago they were all best friends with him, or six years ago they were all best friends with him. What do you th- what do you think flipped in them? Because I mean, they're not necessarily like the politicians. They're not necessarily the people that are like trying to pass the laws. But all of a sudden, it seemed like there's there's more hatred for this guy who used to be one of their own than I've ever seen coming out of out of Hollywood. Um, I, honestly, my opinion, I think that, um, like you said, I used to hang out with him and they were doing things in front of him, not probably never thinking he would ever become president. You know. And maybe he's sitting back just, you know, being friends with them, playing core and just taking mental notes. <laughs> and maybe some things that he's finding out what's going on and he's disgusted by. And he's just, okay, okay. And then now that he's in office and they they know that he knows their secrets and what they've been doing. Um, and they have to get word that he's somehow going. There's, there's been so many pictures of celebrities with ankle, ankle, ankle bracelets on. Have you seen those pictures? I mean, how, coincidence? Several, several of them? I doubt it, but something's going on because if you if he knows their secrets then they would they wouldn't want him to be in a position where he can expose them and this has been a year of exposure and if anyone can expose anyone is someone that was with you when you were doing what you were doing and i think that's part of their disdain even the ones who maybe aren't doing anything have joined with their friends who are doing something to make sure that they aren't exposed that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, and, and I know that like you and I too. In in our in our in my last interview with you on on my other show, conversations with Jeff. I know we, we got a little bit into like you know secret societies and and some different things like that. It is do you feel like any of that is at play here in regards to what's going on with you know just everything that's going on, whether coronavirus, Black Lives Matter, or just the opposition to Trump or anything along those lines? 
I do. I do. I believe Freemasonry is big at this at the forefront. Even the the position that George um, um Derek Chauvin took on George Floyd, that's a Freemason position with that knee. That one knee, that's a Freemason position. And even uh, the badge and even the tattoo on George Floyd's test, that's a, a chest, that's a Freemason tattoo. It's like all connected. Freemasonry is connected and the secret societies are at the forefront. Even the president um G of China, his bloodline is connected to a secret society in, in China. So if Trump knows about these secret societies and their practices, then he's going to have to, he, he can't just go after just one piece. So he has to go for the whole thing. And they're all working together because the secret societies work with celebrities, they work with Hollywood, they work with um, the LGBTQ, they work with all of them. And even the ones who are bigger behind that, the Soros and the Bill, and the Bill Gates. But they are um, master masons, so to speak. And that's why people don't want to talk about it or know about it because it's a secret. So it's not supposed to be out. It's a secret society, but they always let you know what's going on with their symbols and with their actions. That whole George thing was had Freemasonry written all over it. Yeah. Well, even, it, e- even because you all, but even the strange thing about, I guess, his, his son who, who came out of nowhere. I don't know if he had a relationship with his son, but his son's name was Quincy Mason. Not Quincy Floyd, but Mason. I mean, come on. That's just like too much in our face you know i thought yeah well talk a little bit about you know because i think i think again a lot of people they'll hear you know you start talking about freemasonry and they're like again okay alex jones territory but (laughs) but 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 at the same time like can you can you talk a little bit about like okay what is the actual purpose of these secret societies whether it's freemasonry or whatever it might be and you know how, how do you know that their hand is at play with all of this well i mean that's what i i recognize the symbols and the symbology and when you you can do research on bloodlines and people who people are connected to and like i say even the, the tattoos are, are are giveaway that's the, the tattoo he has is of a, a double a double double eagle and i think it's um from order out of chaos i mean that's not you don't just go into a tattoo parlor and just get a random tattoo like that that's a specific tattoo and i've been studying the secret societies for years and of course you know i can't you know unless they come out and say it say okay you're a Freemason they're not gonna they're not gonna admit it but the, the aim of joining into a secret society is to have privilege is to have advantage and if you're a part of a, a brotherhood then you know when you need something they're going to be there for you they're going to help you and for as long as you take the oath and as long as you um follow their their teachings and follow them and as you do you can go higher and higher in, in levels um I've had pre- people who have uh, approached me about becoming a Freemason. It's real. And I'm like, well, just to play along and see what they say, tell me about these different um, meetings you have to attend and oaths you have to take and these rituals. And, you know, so it's it's real. Actually, people may not, may not have gotten approached about it and they may not have seen it in real life, but it's actually real. And for people who are Freemasons, um, they have some kind of advantage and some kind of privileges that other people who aren't don't. You know, there are men who are higher up in the Freemasonry, there are men who are under them who work to protect those who are who are over them. Without getting too technical, right? Well, you know, you know, one one of the ways that I always kind of put it too is that you know when when you when you study some of these other uh, religions, like like for example, like Scientology, right? Uh, that that's one that where the the founder of that, you know, he was actually a Freemason himself, and there's there's a lot of parallels between uh, Freemasonry and Scientology, and a lot of it is they start out you know, at a very basic level that it's like something, it, they make you accept something that everybody would be able to accept and then you get to the next level and then it's something that, you know, is slightly harder to understand. They just gradually build on everything that they've trained you on. And so like a lot of people, when it comes to Freemasonry, they'll be like, well, hey, I've been a Freemason for like two years and I haven't seen anything crazy. It's like, well, you just got started, you know, wait <laughs> yeah. a few years and may, maybe you'll kind of get into a little, get into it a little bit. But that and all really, that, that's the way cults work and that's the way that this works. And I think that that's kind of the dangerous side of all of this is that it's almost like they're, they're giving themselves credibility by allowing the entry level people to not know what's going on. That's, a, that's an excellent way to put it. That's it. That's it in a nutshell right there. That's exactly it, because um, they're putting it in their in their, in everyone's face, but people don't recognize symbology, and that's how Freemasons um, talk to each other through symbology, and they put stuff out in the open as it, on, on purpose, not as if to say, "Well, didn't you see that? It was right there. You didn't know it was gonna. You didn't know it was gonna happen." Ergo, the uh, Kobe Bryant, his um, predicted program on the cartoon where he was killed in a helicopter crash, and then 
what, two years later, it actually happens. And so they put that predictive programming out, like, okay, well, you know, we put it out there. You didn't, you didn't know what was going to happen. So it's a secret society, but they secretly put out symbols that are out in the open. Strange, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's, it's one of those things where I, th- I feel like it's, that's, that I think it tends to be the, the the biggest hurdle for a lot of people to buy into that kind of belief system is that it's like, why would they tell us what they're get, what they're going to do? And and I feel like that, that seems to be the consistent question that kind of comes up is like, why are they telling us? I think they believe in karma. It's some kind of karma thing where they believe in, well, you know, we, we've put it out there. Now it's, you know, it's off of us. It's some, it has something to do with karma. That's what I believe. It's some kind of a ritual because... They, they do it often. We've seen it through all kinds of celebrity deaths. And, you know, as we look back on it later, the signs and the things that they put out, it must be some kind of a ritual or some kind of thing from some kind of karma that they believe in that you have to put it out. And, you know, if you, once you put it out, then you're free. Freemason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and, and th- I think, too, it's like one of the most obvious, uh, you know, areas that we see a lot of the symbology is, is with like, you know, celebrities. And like whenever you watch an award show, there's always some crazy symbolism or, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, but there as far as, you know, I've, you know, read and, you know, heard different people talking about, it seems like they're pretty prevalent within like Washington, D.C. and a lot of the political establishment, too. Uh, can you can you kind of talk a little bit about about their involvement, not only just in the entertainment world, but also within you know politics and the and the decision makers? Yeah, even the whole layout of Washington D.C. is laid out in, in Freemasonry symbolism, not from the locations of the of the monuments and the on the, um, the landmarks, from the, how many feet and from the designs. I mean, it's just all laid out in, in Freemasonry, and um, that was for, that that's because that's how they wanted it to be, you know, designed and how it wanted it to be ran and. Many of the pre- of the presidents were um, Freemasons, you know. Um, not saying they weren't good men. I'm not, you know, saying that, but I'm just saying that that's what that's just a it's just a fact. You can see in pictures, you can see with the apron that they wear. But for something to to infiltrate more than one aspect of life, like talk, you talked about celebrities. We, we can talk about sports, um, with movies, politics. That means it has to be a pretty strong entity, and it has to be something else behind it than just um, control. There has to be some kind of spiritual entity behind that to cause that to um, be so effective. But Washington, many of the politicians, many of them are Freemasons. Proudly. It's not like they're ashamed of it. I'm not saying anything that they would say. They're proud to be Freemasons because, um, of course, they don't think anything is wrong with it. But, of course, you and I know, because um, we know what it means and what it, what it is, we know there is a lot wrong with it. If they get down to it, because eventually... You're finding out that you're worshiping Lucifer, which is what they tell you. Yeah. As you go up in degree, like you said, they don't tell you that at first. You know, anyone from any religion can join, can be a Freemason. But as you advance, you learn more and more and more of what you're involved in. And once you take that oath, that means to them that you're you're, you're part of them. Yeah, and that, and that that that's one of the scary things too is that is that when you get involved in something like this, you're you're even without realizing it, you're you are essentially pledging allegiance to Satan. Like that that in and of itself is is kind of like mind boggling and mind blowing. But then it makes sense again when you when you start when you start watching uh, what a lot of the celebrities put out there and a lot of the demonic symbolism and the all seeing eye is everywhere and the owls and you start getting into a lot of this kind of stuff and you're just sitting there like. Okay, this is like, this is everywhere, and then that—that's—that's that's really when I started thinking. I'm like, okay, so Trump's up against something a lot deeper than I think he even realized to a certain degree, and I think that that's why I think that's why, in all reality, our country is so polarized and there's so much chaos right now is because we're really in this battle, and it's going to be both political as well as as well as spiritual right now of really the soul of our country moving forward. Actually, as you mentioned, the all seeing eye, one of the original designs of the American flag before um, we actually had our first flag was it had an all seeing eye on it. That was on the flag. It didn't make the cut, but that was the proposed flag because that's what they believed that this nation was, was stood for, was Freemasonry. You know, so um, you're right. He is up against a lot. And if, if, if the all seeing eye was all the way back then at the country, he's up against um, some some supernatural powers, so he has to have a supernatural backing. That's the only way, <laughs> yeah. only way he's going to get this done. But he he might sit back in time and, and maybe put his hand on his head like, "Wow, this is this is a lot. This is a lot more than what I thought." 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, you know, kind of, you know, as, as we're beginning to kind of, you know, head towards the end of the show a little bit too, but one of the things I always like to do with this show is kind of wrap up with something that's more application and, and something that's more like this is something that everybody can like apply to their lives or, you know, take away or something like that. And one thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, make how do we make the case to people that are Democrats? Because again, like you were saying, like you used to be one. How do we make the case to people that they're wrong and conservatism is the route that, that is actually going to bring freedom? Like, how, how do we make that argument and kind of bring people over to the right side? Um, well, people are going to have to research. They're going to have to look into it, look into the, the, the Democratic Party and how it started. Look into the connections with the KKK with the Democratic Party. Look at the connections with slavery and the Democratic Party. First start there. Start doing your history and looking at the connections there. Now, fast forward to what's going on now. Look at some of the things that the Democratic Party have, have, have um, proposed as opposed to the Republican Party. We talked about abortion. That's a, one of the biggest things in the Democratic Party. If you know, you're conservative and you're against abortion, then you, you shouldn't be wanting to join sides or vote with the Democratic Party. You can start there. Start looking at some of the things, the policies that they've tried to pass or that they have passed as opposed to the Republicans. Just recently, the, the main thing for them to convert is to do some research. They're not going to be able to just sit back and allow CNN to tell them um, you know, about President Trump or about um, the Republican Party. They have to actually do some research. And since we're in the age of the Internet, this is right there at their fingertips. And just when you lay everything out, you know, look at it honestly with the objective eye. And I'm pretty sure you'll, you know, you'll, you'll see. And my thing is, just, to me, it's so simple. If they could ever just grasp, if they could ever grasp the possibility that the whole coronavirus and COVID thing was a, bio a biochemical weapon released with the help of the Democratic Party at um, the expense of people being killed, older people, you know, didn't matter, the expense of people losing their jobs, the expense of the economy going down, at the possibility that the Democrats could be behind that, the possibility that that should make you at least move a couple of feet more to the right, <laughs> to the Republican Party. Yeah, well, you know, there, there was there was a great podcast I was listening to the other day uh, that Joe Rogan was doing with uh, with, Brett, with Brett Weinstein, who himself, I mean, himself, he's he's a pretty progressive, you know, he's pretty much as progressive as you can get, but he's also a, 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 a biologist as well, and he was explaining when you actually get into the genetic the genetic code of COVID nineteen, he's like that was that was man uh altered like he's like there were specific there's specific code within the genetics that where things are spliced in and he's like i don't i can't necessarily say that it was like an intentional weapon or it just got out but he's like that was not a natural a natural progression of uh genetic code he's like there were things that in there that are specifically spliced in that prove that it was in fact man-made and he's like and he's like I'm a lefty, and people are calling me a right-wing conspiracy theorist, but he's like, that's just what the science says. See, and that, that, right, that alone right there should cause people to open their eyes right there. It shouldn't even even be, a, you know, about something, and then there's your reason to, to reevaluate everything that you're thinking, you know? I mean, even who would have anything to gain by releasing a, a, a virus, the Republican Party or the Democratic Party? Like, you know, Trump always was touting before January, the greatest economy, greatest stock market, highest um, rate of employment, lowest rate of unemployment all, all across the board. I mean, it was uh, impressive. So who would it benefit? It would benefit the Democratic Party. If possible, if it was released on purpose, like you would just say, if, even if possible, and the Democratic Party was behind it, then you cannot, you cannot support a party that would take people's lives at, at um, such a minimal meaning, you know, and just kill people. That's murder. Yeah, well, you know, and I, th I think one of the other questions that I think a lot of people have when it comes to, let's say, like Democrat versus Republican or left versus right or whatever it is, is is the mainstream narrative says that, uh, you know, that the Democratic Party is the party for the minorities and that in and, and that sort of thing. And then Republicans is for white people and the Republicans are the racist. The Democrats are not. How do you overcome that objection since you did leave and you came to the other side? But how do you overcome that that objection? Because it seems like that is so prevalent in all aspects of society right now. You're right. You're right. And this 
man, it's, that's a that's a tough one right there. Um, I'm I thankfully I have you know my Lord and Savior to rely on Jesus Christ to rely on to help me make that you know bring things to my to, to light. But people who may not you know have Him you know in their heart that may not know Him, I mean I have that. They have to just. I think think maybe they should think about the future. Think about if they had kids or grandchildren, how would they want the next four or eight years to go? Maybe they should think about that. And by you know seeing what the Democrats are trying to push, maybe that'll if they think about their loved ones and their family, just maybe that'll put it into a different per- perspective. Because like you said, the the narrative is that you know if you're black, you're supposed to be a Democrat. That's how I grew up. That's what I, you know, that's what I knew. But once you find out the truth, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Republicans actually ended slavery and when Democrats started to cake, you you see it, there's a, there's a, there's a conflict, a conflict there. So I don't know, it's just, you have to, it's, it's going to take, um, you're going to have to, I, I say the best way to do it is to take a step and look at it from a point of view as everything that the Democrats are doing is wrong. Not saying that you're going to believe that, but look at it from that standpoint. And then, you know, come back out and then evaluate it that way. Because if you try to look at it from where you've been taught, you're going to be see what you've been thinking. You've been ingrained from TV and movies and the news and um, family history. You know, so a lot of people, a lot of people, it's hard for them to change their, their, their parties because of, you know, well, my mother voted this way, my grandmother and my great grandmother and my father, you know, it's, it's hard. So that's tradition is a very hard to overcome but hopefully truth will prevail over tradition in this in this next in this few, few days or a few few months before the election yeah no ab- absolutely so i want to give you a chance to kind of you know share share with the audience as well you know you've so you've written a few different books uh, i wanted to give you a chance to kind of share like some of what you've written and some of the focus of, of your writing and, and that sort of thing okay um i wrote written three books uh, one of them is called demons nephilim angels do i have one here like you can see here, um, and it has you see a DNA strand on the top, and it has an angel karmic DNA strand. So I talk about um, not only demons and angels, but who Nephilim are and how they can affect DNA. And I talk about what happened in the world that then was. The people don't talk about the Lucifer's flood and everything, and how it affected it affects what happens today. I bring it all back into today. And another book that I wrote is Unveiling Secrets from Eden's Garden. And in here, I talk about what happened in the Garden of Eden, what I was shown, but how everything that happened in the Garden of Eden is happening today. You know, from the Freemasonry to the Illuminati to the pedophilia to everything is connected to what happened in the Garden. So I bring examples to what's happening today. So, um, and the last book is about um, is Dawn of a New Era. Entertaining realm of angels, as you know, I like to talk about angels, but it talks about not only um, angels, but this new era that we were approaching. I wrote this a couple of years ago, and look, we we're already into this new era. I talked about how church is not going to be the same as usual, and of course, that's where we're at now. So, been pretty prophetic um, and pretty interesting. So you can get them all on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Yeah, definitely. And then if people want to follow you and follow like what you're writing and what you're doing and all that kind of stuff, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, I'm pretty active on Twitter. Um, at Etienne Memo, E-T-I-E-N-N-E-M-E-M-O, at Etienne Memo. And I'm also um, on Facebook, um, just Etienne Graves as well. Yeah, de- definitely. I highly encourage everybody to uh, you know follow him and check out his books and, and that sort of thing. But I really appreciate you coming on. It's, it's, it's always a blast to talk to you, and uh, we'll definitely have to do it again sometime. Most definitely. Thank you, Jeff, for the opportunity, and I, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Oh yeah, it it, it was definitely a blast. And then uh, and then for everybody else as well that that's tuning in, um, you know, one last thing I want to leave you guys with is uh, recently uh, published a book called Social Injustice. Uh, this is what it looks like right here, and um, and so it got like twelve different authors together and uh, actually tackled the issue of social justice from a Christian perspective. And so it's definitely something to check out if you go to gatekeepersonline.com slash store and use code Jeff at checkout. You guys can get 10% off. So definitely uh, check that out. But I appreciate you guys all tuning in. And then uh, we're going to be back uh, every Tuesday with a new episode of Freedom One-on-One. If you guys are on iTunes, make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, leave us a five-star review if you can. It definitely helps with the algorithms for, and for us to get found and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, definitely subscribe and stay tuned. We're, we are having a bunch of awesome guests and uh, we'll see you guys next time.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.